This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership inside the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Now, today we're going to continue our series. It's part two in a series on leadership, and these leadership principles come from SOM International's Global Ambassadors Training. Now, last time we talked about verbal communication and the role of verbal communication uh, inside the leadership training, and today is something a little bit different. And, and the global work you do, David, you've talked about men and women, young and old, rich and poor, educated and uneducated and so forth, all leading others to Christ after having been transformed by the gospel. So tell me a little bit about how that works. Yeah. So today I want to focus for our leadership principle that every believer is a leader. And I see that again and again, every time I go on the field, I just love it. I'm working with leaders, Mark, who used to be leaderless, who used to be oppressed and no power, no influence. And when Christ comes into their lives, it's a whole different story. Uh, a story that rises to the top for me is Radhama. Now, Radhama is Indian and for the low caste, and um, she is, uh, is an infant developed polio, which caused paralysis in her legs. And she said, she told me how she felt crippled and incomplete. All her relatives were Hindu. She had never heard the gospel before. And she and her family lived in fear of death and they worshiped many Hindu gods. Uh, but she, in her story, she said, my life began four years ago in a near fatal accident. I love, I love that. When life begins with tragedy, and she said she was traveling uh, in a bus uh, with her parents, and the bus went out of control and was in a trajectory of an oncoming bus. And she said at that moment, she and her family and everybody on the bus was absolutely terrified, screaming. Uh, but there was one lady that she caught her eye, and this lady was radiant with confidence, and um, her face uh, just sang out uh, love and peace. And she literally starts singing a song about going home to heaven. And uh, they, they missed the bus. They all survived the accident. And she immediately began to wonder, why am I so fearful? Where can I find the joy that was in that woman? And at the very accident, the, the woman who was a believer was able to share Christ. And, and on that day, she repented with this woman of uh, the belief in the dead religion of, of all the godless uh, idols and she accepted the gift of salvation uh, through Jesus. And, and so, and then, and she said this comment to me. She said, suddenly, I no longer felt crippled, even though I'm handicapped. <laughs> well, I, I, that, that, that's powerful right there. And Jesus filled me, her with so much joy that she wanted to fellowship with Christians. But, but Mark, for the first two years, she was without any Christian fellowship. So she learned to pray a lot, she said. And then she heard about our church playing schools there that was near a village, and she so wanted to go there, but she was limited. So she had to pray for the Lord to provide transportation there. She, someone was able to work out those details, and she was going to go to our schools there that we support for six months, and she was able to graduate. And, you know, one of the things she said that I thought was interesting, she heard about our schools and how God values women and how the Lord effectively uses them. And in India, the majority of uh Abortions are girls, women are degraded, and they lack many rights and opportunities. And so that was just immediately she felt affirmed and loved. 
and we're able to support these uh, church playing schools with no uh, tuition. They don't have to pay because she didn't have money for that. We provide the meals, the building, and uh, help with the structure instructors. And um, so, by the grace of God, she graduated again, not having um, you know paralysis. Uh, and um, and after she then finished training, she began to serve and share the gospel right home because she had a limitation where she could go. And she began to affect many people. Reputation got out that God heard her prayers so that people came from many villages with various problems and sicknesses. And she began to pray that Jesus would heal them. And Jesus began to heal many of them. And they and those Indians gave their lives to Christ. So in those years then, she had four years when I visited her, she had, she had started four small house church groups and um, had led to Christ 900 believers. And she would just continue every day to teach and instruct more about Jesus. And then on top, we were able to buy her a tricycle bike that she could pedal with her hands. And so that, of course, gave her more mobility that she was able to go to more places, minister to more people. Um, and, and so this is a powerful story in my mind of the beauty of leadership and that really the biblical principle that when we come to Christ, because it's Christ in us, he's a leader. I always ask people, could Christ be a leader and not a leader? Um, and most people realize, no, Christ can't, is always a leader. And so I say, can you and can you separate Christ out of your life if you're a believer in Jesus? So the reality of it is every disciple of Christ is a leader. And Rodama is a is a powerful witness of, of a powerless woman who was locked in fear. And now she's a powerful witness for Christ. You know, I heard a story once. Or an illustration that said, uh, just like if you uh, stick your finger in the outlet, you can't be unaffected by that. And it's the same principle that if you've come in contact with Christ, you don't leave unaffected. And obviously, this is an incredible story of a woman who has been deeply impacted and deeply affected by the gospel. And then 900 people she shared the gospel with. And that kind of puts um, a lot of us to shame. And that's a hugely encouraging, though, that she was able to, even with a handicap, get out there and talk to people over and over again about Jesus. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. Uh, David, it says in Matthew 29, 18, very common verse, that we're supposed to go and make disciples. Now, is that a command for pastors and missionaries, or is that a command for everybody? Yeah, perfect. Exactly. I don't think anybody has read much of Scripture can get away from it. That's a command to everyone that Jesus said to all. Um, and and so if we look carefully, we realize that's a, that's a commandment of leadership. Uh, that when Christ comes in our lives, He helps us begin to transform the community of people we're around and ultimately transform that can sense the atmosphere. You know, I mean, the DNA changes, the culture changes. Uh, for SOM International, our verse is Acts 1-8, which I a lot of times call the greatest commandment because it's how God's going to get his word out. And, and Jesus uh, 
said it right before he ascended. So the last words, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the remotest parts of the earth. So that, that's credible witnesses, and witnesses are influence. We're witnessing towards life transformation and God's design and, and purpose in life. Well, and that really plays into leadership. When God has transformed a person's life, they have a hard time not speaking about that. So talk to me a little bit about that. What does that do when it transfers into the realm of leadership? I think where we got to start there is what is leadership? That to really for people to grasp that uh, there's a lot of different definitions out there, but I but as I looked at them all and what we teach is leadership is influencing others in a certain direction, right? Right? Would you agree that that's what leaders do? They influence and they influence people to make decisions, right? So so let's think about that, Mark. The disciples influence others in the direction of righteousness. Well, as a basic uh, definition of leadership, would you do you feel like that that kind of hits it? Does that ring in your mind? Sure. I mean, because we're all called to, I have the words of one of my Bible college professors ringing in my ear. He said, you should, you should be a disciple and make a disciple, be a disciple, make a yeah. disciple. He, he said that over and over again, he drilled it into us, but really it's the idea of you're always under somebody's discipleship and then you're always making a disciple. You have a Paul and a Timothy. They, mm -hmm. they talk about uh, those yeah. in church circles a lot, but I think it's true that as believers, we should be always in the process of being discipled and then making new disciples. Yeah. And I think it's a point of good leadership. All good leaders are good followers too. Uh, I think you make that point well there. And, well, let's look at the ultimate example of who is in us, is how did Jesus lead? That's the key. Um, you know, in, 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 in my mind, is, and as I've seen in scriptures, we, we constantly uh, see that Jesus was leading others in the direction of righteousness, right? He was turning to God. He is the answer. He was turning people to himself, which then transformed their lives. Uh, so, so Jesus is the ultimate leader. Now Christ is in us. Right. I mean, because if Jesus came and he was passive or he didn't communicate well, or he wasn't concerned about leading people to God, that would have been completely against his mission. Uh, everything that Jesus did was to uh, lead people in a relationship so that they could get right with God, so they could have peace with God. And that was an intentional effort on his part for sure. Yeah. And I think we encapsulate Jesus' leadership then in our mission purpose, which we've talked a lot about. The you know the SOM International Mission Statement encompasses certainly this aspect that that um, every person is a leader. And we say it this way: so if people have that understanding, then they could see the perspective we take to the global network, internationally serving leaders who risk much for Jesus. So we are looking for those. Uh, you know, believers who are obviously matured in Christ, who are risking much for Jesus. And then because of that, they're being effective, you know, game changers, country changers, culture changers to bringing peace, blessing, prosperity, love in the communities and the nations they live in that are restricted. You know, you talk often about this term, um, a clean hearted witness that that's an interesting phrase. How did you come up with that? And what does that mean to you guys? Yeah, well, Russell's been a good help, our director in um, Colombia and South America. He really saw that the difference of all the groups and political groups and, uh, you know, uh, demographics of all sorts. The one thing that he saw that really he could trust is when Christ cleansed the heart, gave it that new nature. 
And even though they might have different ideas, I mean, you know, he's worked across from socialist to, you know, uh, capitalist, uh, um, all sorts, you know, uh, from Catholics and Pentecostals and all sorts of uh, Protestants. Uh, and, and, and in it, he found there were corrupt ones in all of them. But he also found it that there were clean-hearted people that God had really given a clean heart that wanted to do God's will and were truly wanted to serve others. Well, we're approaching the end again. And so let me wrap a couple of things up here, David. Um, if you like At Risk Radio, then we'd encourage you to subscribe. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and that would be really helpful uh, to not only encourage your friend, but also to help make more people aware of what's happening inside the church at risk. Now, SOM International gives all their resources away for free. That includes not only this podcast, but also there's a monthly newsletter that goes out, and we would hugely encourage you to subscribe to that. There's a bookstore at aspiritofmartyrdom.com that uh, also offers all of its resources for a donation. You sometimes you say that SOM International is crowdfunded. So what do you mean by that, David? Crowdfunded? Well, uh, yeah, I, I think when we talk about at-risk radio, I mean at the end of the day, we need the crowd out there and people to that are blessed uh, that really God speaks to to help fund it. In other words, we're all by donation. They have no membership. It's just people moving hearts, and so that's the God's crowd, God's family. Continue to support this global work. <laughs> God's crowd. God's crowdfunding. Uh, that's pretty good. Well, hey, if you want to be trained by SOM International, if you want to be part of the Global Ambassadors, make sure that you go to spiritofmartyrdom.com. Or if you want to learn more about at-risk radio, we encourage you to go visit the site. Uh, you can sign up for a newsletter, and we'll send that newsletter out uh, for free. And then if you feel like donating to any of these things, you know, of course, we'll make sure that those donations get to where they need to go. Well, this has uh, been at-risk radio and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.